10 or however long it takes. Listen, there's a, there's a wealth of, um, there are wells in this place. You're sitting next to one. And if you're not sitting next to one, there's one in front of you or behind you. Do you hear me? People all around you have, have wells of God inside of them and, and we don't even know what's, who's, who's around us, what's, what's what, and they've got words to release and encourage us. So like I said, everyone should be ready in season and out of season because I'm just going to start plucking at people. They give, you know, popcorn, like what's God doing? What are you, what are you hearing from the Lord? So that we can hear right from the body so that there's one supply, right? We all abide together. And every piece, right? Everyone's got a piece. You see through the glass dimly. At least I know I do. I only get pieces and parts of it and the rest of the body gets more, right? So Becca's gonna share with us a little something, a lot of something, whatever you got. Just be yourself. Hi everyone. <laughs> this is very stretching for me, but you just gotta be obedient, right? <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys were here um, last week to hear Miles' sermon. If you weren't, you should watch it because it's really good. Um, everything that he was talking about, literally what has been like, what God has been showing me the past like three months of just like not striving in God's presence, but like letting him be near and like having a dialogue with him. Cause so many times I've felt like I've always had to like strive to like get God to talk to me or even being like, okay, God, I don't hear you. So I'm, I'm peacing out. Like I'm not going to sit here anymore. And, um, just how we just talked about just the resting. I think so many times we're so like, God, I need an instant or I'm like not going to stay here anymore. And God's just like, just wait. And it's like, okay to not hear him. Like, um, some many times we're thinking, oh, like it has to be there or he doesn't care or he doesn't. And he does. And I think when we get to that place, like that's a lie. And we have to know that that's a lie because God does want to speak to us and we hear him differently. And, um, I was reading this book about hearing the voice of God and Jamie Galloway put it this way. He's like, the way you view God is the way that you're going to hear him. And I thought about that for a long time because I was like, okay, God, like, how do I view you? And when I was honest with him, I was like, okay, God, like, I feel like you're very distant and I don't hear you and I don't think that you're close. And just like coming to that knowledge, like the lie that I believed and thinking that God doesn't want to talk to me, that he doesn't want to be near to me. And he, it's like the opposite. He does want to be close and kind of just getting to the root of like why I believe that. And so much like you can compare yourself to Bible characters in this moment. I think I would say Moses because he was just like, God, you send someone else to give the word to the people, like send someone else to share. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I'm someone could do it better for you like someone could just is more attractive with their words and how they pronounce things but God's just like no like I just want you to do it 
Like, you're good enough. Like, stop disqualifying yourself because you look at other people and think, oh, I'm not as good as that person. God's like, I never wanted you to be that person. I wanted you to be completely and full in yourself. And then just him showing me, like, the nearness of him. And the more that you, like, grow in God, you realize how much more you need him. And it's not just in the sense of, like, when you're in trouble, but, like, Every day you need him more and you need him to be with you to fulfill everything that he wants you to do. And also just like this purging of like lies that I kind of believed and God's just like, let's get to the root of it so that it doesn't hinder you moving forward. And there's some things that like you could say, oh, like I'm good here with God or like there's places like God don't touch that. I don't want you to touch that. But he's like, just let me in. And um, my favorite quote is um, something that Ken Jocelyn used to say to me all the time, but it says, we change when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And I think that's so true. Sometimes we're just like, oh, I just don't want to change. But when you realize how much and you get anxious about like, oh, I haven't changed in a while, that should motivate you to want to change because it's so painful to be doing the same thing like a year from now, you know? You wanna be somewhere different than you were like three weeks ago, right? And so like, just keep pushing, like know that God does love you, that he wants everything to be fulfilled in you. Only you can do it. No one else can fulfill your calling. No one else can be, portray God the way that he wants to portray himself in you, so. That was really, really good. It's gonna go right with what I have to say too. How many remember what I talked about last week? Just one person can raise their hands because that's bad if you don't. <laughs> I know people who weren't here, you're disqualified. That's okay, that's okay. I talked about prayer, right? Our life of prayer. And uh, God really wants us to be in that place. Listen, none of this can happen. None of the outflow of anything that's going to take place in, in your life that's going to have lasting fruit, it won't happen unless we pray and seek the Lord. And it can't be through striving, right? It can't be through any of those things. you got to just rest and know who he is in you, right? I guess i got to take an offering because I forgot to do that earlier, and I don't want to disturb that, but I'm just going to have a couple people, CJ and Hill, and uh, Josiah, maybe. I'm just going to ask you to give, and then we'll just move along, okay? I'm not going to make a, I don't have a sermon for it tonight, okay? But Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness. I just thank you for all your provision. I thank you for providing just for everyone in this room. Lord, we just declare an abundance on everybody in this place. And I thank you, Father, for faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. I thank you as we're faithful and sowing into the kingdom, Lord, you just bring it back to us and all around us. And so we love you and we thank you and we bless you. And I thank you for every person who can give tonight and those who can't, Lord, we just declare, just increase bonuses, uh, pay raises, all that good stuff, Lord, over everyone. Father, that the people, we'd be a people with more than enough, that there'd be no lack in this house. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Just give with a 
cheerful heart, a hilarious heart is what Paul talks about. for you tonight it's good the title of the word that God gave me tonight is snap out of it you gotta snap out of it sometimes we just gotta snap out of the way we think, sometimes we gotta break out of the way we, we've uh, been taught sometimes we've learned some good things but sometimes we've carried some other things that we don't need and uh, God wants to snap us out of our mindsets so that we can just just have an increase on the inside because how many know God wants to bring an increase of his kingdom to us how many know that God wants to do a new thing he wants to do something brand new brand new in our lives and uh the Holy Spirit's gonna just just show us some things tonight and I'm gonna be just turn to Luke 15. I'm really, I've got some other scriptures to go, but I'm just going to read out of the text. How many know the text of the, there's a, a parable Jesus taught us. How many know that Jesus spoke parables to us to speak messages within his message, right? And it's the parable of, of the, the lost son. And I just want to take the whole thought of being a lost son and just put that aside. And I'm going to teach you out of other things out of this whole thing because there's, as, we, as we look at the scripture, there's so many things that we can peel and take from the word of God out of just little, little nuggets, right? But I'm going, to read the, I'm going to read it just to put us in context and I'm just kind of going to stay where I am. I'm going to add a few things to it just outside. But Luke chapter 15 Verse 11, I don't even need this, everything's on the tablet. Verse 15, uh, verse 11, then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me, and so he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there he arose, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And then he went and joined himself to a citizen to a citizen of, a, of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants had have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against you 
against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me, want, make me like one you hired of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was a, but when he was a far way off, still a far way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Father, we love you tonight, and we thank you for your word. We ask that you just open the word up to us. I thank you for revelation understanding. I pray that you break everything off of our minds tonight that would hold us back. We break sleepiness. We break uh, just uh, any slothfulness in our spirits right now, that we can hear the word, and that we don't, we're not discouraged, but we're encouraged tonight. I pray we hear with the right filter. And Lord, that the Holy Spirit's going to do something inside of us that will change us forevermore. How many believe that God wants to transform you right now in these moments? And Lord, we ask for that right now. We say yes and amen to your transformational power, the transforming that comes through the word of God. And we receive the word with gladness and we don't let it go by the wayside tonight. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness and your love over us. I thank you that you always receive us no matter what state we're in. And that's a good promise for us tonight. And everyone who agrees with that, say amen. Yeah, I just want to talk to you really about this, this portion of Scripture. And I want to focus on inheritance and stewardship more than I want to talk to you about being lost and being a prodigal. Because everyone knows the story, right? I was, I was, a, I was a lost son. I knew the truth of God. I had experiences with God. I had an amazing father that, that wanted to raise me up in the goodness of God, right? But sometimes you just have to get to the lowest point and God needs to snap you out of where you are. And I want you to understand tonight that God is not far, far away. He's right next to you, right? And so in these moments, as I'm releasing the word, if you receive something and you begin to feel condemnation because you feel like it, it fits. Come on, sometimes the shoe just fits. I want you just to receive, right, you receive the conviction and not condemnation because I'm hopefully not going to come with a condemning spirit tonight because there's a lot of good things. That, now, and that praises people like, what's he going to say tonight? But I, I'm telling you, there's going to be good things that I'm going to release to you. And we need to take a look at our condition sometimes, don't we? I really feel like sometimes we have to just look and behold where we're at. And maybe not everyone's in every category that I'm going to talk about tonight, but there is some things that God wants to knock out of us and he doesn't want us eating with swine anymore. Someone say amen to that. That was a good time to shout. He really doesn't want us eating with swine anymore. And so there's a great inheritance that the Father has for you. He just wants you, he wants you to receive it and he, he just wants and needs you to be patient in the release of time that he has. Because we see at the beginning of this story, this is the very thing that brought, brought our, our young man into a, into a situation, is he wanted what he wanted, and he wanted it now. And there's so much of the body of Christ that we really, really, and I've been there and done that. I can tell you in 25 years of walking with the Lord that I've been in seasons where I think I need it right now, and I'm talking about good things. These are not things that, are, that I'm out in the world and, and running and doing stupid things. I'm talking about things that the Lord had promised me and I want them now. And sometimes there's a process that we go through. Sometimes there's a place that God wants to take us to before he can take us into the higher place. And he wants us to receive the word with gladness. 
right? He wants us to receive from him. And he wants to, you know, sometimes no is just no. Oh, man. I know we don't like that. But sometimes no is just no sometimes. And, you know, when we get things sometimes before it's time, listen, God wants you to walk in purity and holiness. He wants your life to be in good, good character. He wants the, the spirit of God in your life in fullness. He wants you to have a great prayer life. And he wants all these things in place. And it doesn't disqualify you from entering into something, but it does bring you into a place where here now, he's calling you to this thing right now. And so we need to be happy, right? Uh, Isaiah said, he said, behold, I, I want to do a new thing, right? And, and behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Don't you like the new thing? Everyone likes the new thing. What's the new thing? Here's the thing. God doesn't want us to be ahead of ourselves and think that we know what the new thing is. Because I can tell you, when you read that scripture out of, out of Ephesians that says, I can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask, think, or imagine, he really means that. Because we want something and we think in our carnal minds, ready? It can be spiritual thinking, but it still can be carnal. This is what God has for me. You know, I can see the vision for my life. I can see everything mapped out and God's going to bring me in this way and he's going to show me the way and it's going to just go like this, A, B, C, D. Well, I'll tell you right now, it just doesn't happen like that. Most of the time, it does not happen like that. And I believe everyone in this room has a huge inheritance in the kingdom. Huge. It's just, what are we doing now? How are we sowing now? Ready? Ready? Proverbs says this, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. No, I'm not going to preach on money. Much food is in fallow ground, in the fallow ground of the poor. What? Wait. And for lack of justness, justice, there is waste. I'm just going to keep reading. He who spares, his, hit, spares the rod hates his son. Sometimes God just wants to discipline us. Sometimes we just need discipline. Ready? I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the love of the Father tonight. I'm not going to talk about this, this disciplinary things that he does to us to get us on the right path. Are you, are you hearing me? There's things that he wants to do for us. That's not a father that comes with the rod. That's not a heavenly father that beats us. But it tells us in Proverbs, right, that there's discipline involved, right? And, but he who loves him, him disciplines him promptly, right? God loves you, so he wants to line us up with his word. Are you hearing me? Tracking with me? Come on. Don't start getting weird and start thinking God beating you and flogging you. That's not. The love of the Father is everlasting, right? The we can't even hide from the love of the Father, right? The righteous eat to the satisfying of the soul. But the stomach of the wicked shall be in want. I had to read the whole thing because I really feel like there's pieces in there in that proverb that show us exactly what we're going to talk about tonight in that parable. Because God is wanting us to see that he doesn't want us in want, but he doesn't want our stomach and our cravings and different things to move us out into another journey. Are you hearing me? Or are you confused? It'll all come together. And I'm just going to tell you, right, God has something amazing for you, but the word to you tonight is wait for it. 
Sometimes it's just wait for it. We just need to wait for it. Right? Through faith, and I don't like this word, through faith, I like the faith part, but I don't like the patience. Through faith and patience, the promise comes. It's funny, I, I was on the phone with, with someone who were trying to get to come, and, and he said to me three times, just be patient. And I said, I will. It was, it was Brother David Hogan. I'm, I'm on the phone with him. I, I call. He said, my wife's been telling me to call him. And I'm like, okay, can you come? And he's like, I don't know. I'm not going to be back to my office till November, at the end of November. And he said, but just tell them dot, dot, dot. And then he said, just be patient. And then he said again, just be patient. I said, I'm patient. I'm being patient. And God wants to bring to us good things and he wants patience to be a virtue in our lives. Right? Faith in Christ, faith in the focus on Jesus. Because if I'm just, if my eyes are completely, and my gaze is completely on him, then I can wait all day. Right? If I can just look at him and behold him and be satisfied with the beholding, I can promise you he's not going to leave you just there forever. But he wants everything to be birthed out of there. That's why I was talking to you about prayer last week. The revival in Wales. How many remember? If you remember that revival history, I'm going to tell you, right? Evan Roberts. All of, well, all of Wales was ablaze with, with glory in 1904. Powerful, powerful awakening, powerful revival. It was birthed out of a place of prayer. It was birthed out of a place of prayer. The life of God that we need is coming out of a place of prayer and waiting on the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord will be strengthened. Right? So we just need to wait for it. And then I'm just, I really, we just we need to wait for it and we need to be patient. But here you go. Sometimes we just end up following after this, this model of the sun. It just happens. It happens to us as believers. You don't have to be lost. I'm just seeing certain things that we can follow God. And, and it said the sun journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possessions in prodigal living. Right? And here, prodigal means what? It doesn't mean lost. It means wasteful. It means reckless. And I'm telling you guys, the, the Holy Spirit is wanting us to be very careful with what God gives us right now. Because he's got a portion for you right now. He's got life that he's given you, life abundant that he's giving you right now. And what are you doing with it? And here's where I, where, I, where I watch myself in certain times. I need to be careful not to drift. Because we get stuck in, in certain patterns in our lives, right? Where we drift afar off from where God started us. He wants you to be home with Papa. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. That's not trying to keep people in bondage or, or to some place, but it's God. It's not some place. 
geographically. Are you hearing me? It's with God. And who he is and, the, and the, the father that he is, he's calling us to a deep, deep place, rooted in him, grounded in him. So we're not talking about walking away from faith, but we're talking about walking away from something that we battle with in our minds. Are you hearing me? Because the, it's more than just a ge geographical place. Where your focus is right now depends on where you're going. Where your focus is right now depends on where you're going. It's going to make a difference to where you go. And the Holy Spirit's always trying to get your attention. The Spirit of God is always trying to get my attention first. Because He wants to be the one in the front and right in front of me. He wants to be the one that my heart is always crying out for. But we end up, sometimes we take what He's given us and we squander it. And it can be good things that we squander. Do you hear me? Because we can start moving in the gifts and it just becomes routine. And we don't expect God to do anything beyond what we already know. God can be doing something amazing in your life and you think, Yo, well, I'm never going to get out of this place so I'll just keep going down this road. And it can be bondage in your mind to things that you never thought you were, you were conditioned to, but they, when all of a sudden things begin to scratch the surface there, all of a sudden truth becomes, this is what I new in my past. Why am I thinking this way? And so God is trying to change our minds more than anything. I'm, I'm always going to hit that because our mind, the place where we live in our minds with him, he's trying to move us out from so that it is sanctified, holy, pure, and I'm not saying that we have to have all kinds of trash things going on in our mind, but when we, are, when we have trauma, when we have abuse, when we have certain things that we did in our past, it was funny, someone prayed something for me the other night and it had a nerve in me. And I said, wow, what was that? And he said, you know I'm after that. I talked to you last week about it. And it was just about relationships and leaders and, and the different things that I've gone through in, in my past, but it touched something on me. And I said, God, I want to be rid of that. Right? I'm being transparent with you. And any place where the Holy Spirit's after and then it pokes a nerve, God is trying to get after that thing because he wants you free of it. And really where you're not free, you might be free in your heart because I've forgiven and I've forgiven and I've forgiven. But sometimes when the nerve gets touched, something just, uh, you're not yourself. I don't like how I feel. And God's trying to move us out of a place where we're stuck. And he wants to move us into a place where we're secure. Because being secure and being stuck are two different places. So when we get far away from where we're supposed to be, we, it's because we lack understanding and we, and we get so familiar with the Lord that we just think everything's always going to be the same. Can I tell you, as I said last week, God is not boring. <laughs> He's amazing. And the times of richness 
you need to just take and remember. That's why God's always calling us back to remembrance and covenant because he's, he is amazing. His presence, there is nothing like it. And so he wants us to move out of a mindset of thinking, come on, it's going to just be mundane. Right? This is what Becca was sharing earlier. Like, you're outside of that. God's trying to pull you way outside of that because you think you know what God said. You think you know what the new thing is he's going to do in your life, but it's way beyond you. And as a matter of fact, what he wants to accomplish in you is way beyond you in such a, matter, in such a place that you need to step outside of yourself, right? You need to step into who he is. And because, you, right, your life is hidden in Christ. And you need to step into that place with him. And there's a life in him that we can have that we are free from anything that bonds, bounds us up. It binds us. And I loved what someone said about last night's worship session. That said as, as, as there, was, there was song and there was th- singing that chains were coming off of people. But they weren't just falling to the ground and just break, broken shackles. He said they were disappearing. That means you can't put them on again. And I don't know about you, but I like that. Just make the chain go away. That way I can't walk out of here and then all of a sudden feel like I'm bound up by something else again because we get free and then we leave the presence of the Lord and then something else comes. This is the things I'm talking about. Something that might just touch the anger in my life. Something that just might touch the frustration that brings me into a place where I just can't, I can't, I can't shut up. I have to say something. And God wants to get those places, right? So God wants us to be good stewards, right? Then it says this, but when he spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land and he began to want. (laughs) Can I tell you, when we are in a place that we're we're in, in want, sometimes we don't like it, but what was that quote that you just said, Ken Jocelyn said? We're going to quote Ken Jocelyn again. Yeah, the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of going forward, right? We can get stuck. And God's trying to move us. And when we're in want, how much do you want? And what do you want to change? And what is it that's inside of you that we're, we're, we're craving for something? And I'm telling you, the only thing we're craving for is more of God. Amen. And to be in Father's house. And to have the robe and the ring. And to live as a, as a son and a daughter of the king. Because this is what happens when we step outside. What happens is our minds change. We've been called to royalty. You have been called to be a royal priesthood. You are royal. You're a prince and a princess of the Most High. And so when you've been called to royalty, yet you turn back and go to, we're going there in a minute, the slop. Because we think that everything else, everything else dictates who we are. But it says this, right? When the Lord's guiding you, you shall not want. Isn't that what Psalm 23 says? 
Yeah, the word says that. David also said this. He said, I never saw, I never saw the righteous forsaken. Or their what? Seed begging for bread. So who are you anyway? I'm asking that question tonight. Who are you anyway? You need to snap out of it. Because sometimes we don't think like royalty. Sometimes we don't think like who we've been called to be. We have to start thinking and talking, speaking, declaring the things, right? Declare a thing and it'll be established. And as I said last night, when we declare something, kings don't wonder whether what they declare is to come to pass. It's an edict. It's something. When God has spoken to you in your spirit and he has spoken to you that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, why do you think any different? He's spoken to you that you're the healed of the Lord. Why do you think any different? This is where it messes me up because here's what happens to me. I go overseas and I pray for the sick and they're waiting for the healing. They're expecting to be healed. So then when healing's easy and you come back to America and we're like, I think I'm healed. I think I'm healed. I think I'm healed. No, don't think. Don't think you're free. You are free. Because whom the Son set free, right? The Word tells me this. And really what happens is we need to get the, open up of the opening up of the Word. Right? The Word needs to open up to us. And we need revelation. How do you get revelation? We go back to the Father. Because the Father is the Father of lights. And He illuminates everything. He illuminates everything before us. He illuminates our steps, where we're supposed to go. He illuminates the Word. There's a lamp unto my feet. It's going to show me every place that I'm supposed to go. So I need the Word. I need the light. I need the Father. And He's trying to transform the thinking of every person up here and every person there. And they're not one, and they're not two different things. It's all the whole church. Proverbs 21.20. I love this scripture. There is a desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. I'm telling you, God wants to pour out oil. He wants to pour out treasures, right? Isaiah 45 tells us he's got deep, dark treasures that he wants to open up and, un and, and show us. And there's treasures in the Word that you've yet to even understand yet, but we don't read our Bibles. We don't study our Bibles. And, and I'm not, come on, I'm not bashing. I'm saying, listen, we need to devour the Word. You can't get enough Word. You can't get enough word inside of you. You can't get enough God on you. And it's funny, I, did, I realized, I realized, I realized something lately. I don't really care about the Patriots. <laughs> I don't really care about the Red Sox. They're, yay, they won the World Series, yay. But that's weird for me. Because I'm 
like a sports dude. Like I like sports. I like championships. Come on, we live in the home of the champion. I should be excited. No, I'm excited that we live in the land of the champion. Come on, Jesus. That God is pouring out his spirit in such a way that I'm hungry for more than just a ball game. I know, I love football, but I just, I can't. I, I, I tried to watch one inning of the World Series and I was just like, oh, it's so meaningless. It was, it was, it was the seventh inning, <laughs> game five, and I'm like, oh, I can't even handle it. Shut it off. I did. Well, I walked away. I can't handle it. I'm saying that to say, what are you hungry for? What is it that, you know, God's trying to snap us out of some thinking. And I get, I get excited when we hunger for things more than we hunger for the things of this earth, right? There's a desirable treasure, an oil in the dwelling of the wise. Who are the wise? The wise virgins, they, they stored up oil. Not that all of a sudden Jesus came and they didn't have lamps ready. Because you, you are the light of the world, right? Jesus said that. So get the lamps going, baby. I mean, get on fire. I mean, you can't, we can't stand with no fire anymore. I mean, the life of God has to come into us. And I was a prodigal, but now I've been changed, right? And so I can't go back to prodigal thinking. I can't go back to wasteful, reckless thinking because when you call you when you see yourself as something different that's reckless I'm sorry it's reckless because you're taking the word of God and you made it of no power oh I'm telling you that's truth right there someone should have shouted the reality is that we've made it of no power I'm not free Jesus came to me, and I don't feel free. <sighs> I'm feeling something. Probably not good. <laughs> oh. Here we go. This is even worse. Ready? Next verse. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Don't ever do that. Are you catching truth with me? You got to be thinking with truth. You got to be thinking present truth. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to, to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with pods that that swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Oh, I started thinking about this. Really. First of all, we start listening to counselors. And, and can I tell you, I'm, I'm just going to speak like Jesus spoke. Because Jesus spoke. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That struck me funny. Jesus spoke of people being swine. Did he not? He said, do not cast your... Mm, that's wisdom. Don't tell people that don't think like you what you're thinking. I'm telling you, it's a bad move. 
because you're putting your pearls before, say it, swine. What do swine do? What do pigs do? They devour, right? I can put sneakers. I can put, no, I'm serious. I can put anything in this bowl with, a, with a, you know, I can put corn husks. I can put all the waste, all the nasty stuff. I can put things that literally should not be consumed by anything living. And they will eat it. They will eat it. But here's the deal. They don't sweat out any impurities. They don't sweat. Why is pork unclean? Because it all stays in there, man. I don't know. I like bacon anyway. But bacon's better. Everything's better with bacon. I'll just go to the pigs that have been eating the good stuff. Right? But do you understand what I'm saying? They can eat anything, and they never get rid of the toxicity. And so we have people all around us that are consuming all kinds of things that are giving you wisdom, telling you guys. And we got people all around us that are really regurgitating things, and they're just giving us the wisdom that come from swine. And we receive it gladly. And that's why our minds aren't transformed because we haven't been eating of the Word of God. We haven't been eating and we haven't been drinking from a pure, pure vessel. But the reality is this. God wants to bring us into a place where we're receiving from a pure stream. And most of the time we're not living and we're not receiving from a pure stream. Even when we're, you know, consuming, and I do it too. I listen to all kinds of YouTube stuff from preachers and different things. But you're getting man's, you're getting man's opinion and, and you're getting my opinion right now too. It's true. It just is what it is. But the reality is we need a pure stream that's coming to us. And that no more that we, you know what pig headed is? Yeah, it's really obstinate. <laughs> it's stupidly obstinate is actually what it means. <laughs> How many have ever been pig-headed? Oh, come on. I'm, I know. Everyone better raise their hands, man. You're all lying in church. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't want to be pig-headed. I don't want my head to be thinking when God's trying to get at us, see, here we go. What is pig-headed? You're stubborn. You don't want to listen. People give you advice. You don't want to listen. God speaks something to you. You don't want to listen. Even though God says, don't go that way, you're still going that way. Right? And if, if the shoe fits, wear it. Come on. And we just repent. That's all it. It's so good. Because I can just repent. Because God, you told me to go this way and I went that way. And I'm, I'm stupid obstinate. I'm a just stupidly obstinate. I, I continue. It's really, stiff neck too is a word that they, as a synonymous. What did he call? He called the religious people stiff necked. Oh, you guys got to get this tonight. Because it's good. I know it is. I'm not tooting my horn. It's good for us. God wants to break things in our lives. When we see things differently, God wants to break them so that we're free indeed. And when God's trying to speak to you, 
Listen, what did Jesus do? <laughs> Listen, he took and he cast a legion of demons into a herd of swine. And we want to go eat with the pigs. Let's go fellowship with the demons. I don't know. But I don't want to cast my wisdom. I don't want to cast my pearls. I don't want to cast the things that God has given me for vision before people that can't even see past their, toe, their shoes. And I'm not talking about anyone in this room. I'm saying this so that we can run. Run and be free. That the Spirit of God would just unshackle us, right? Unshackle us and they go and they disappear. That nothing will hold you back from going into the place that God's called you because you think wrong. Because you devour wisdom from places that God never called you to. Here's what he wants. He wants clarity to come to you. <laughs> Clear thinking. So let the angel of clarity come to everyone tonight. I mean that. Let there be an angel of God that comes to us, that brings us deep, crisp clarity. There's something that God has that will purify everything in our lives and it's called the presence and the fire of who he is. And he doesn't want us to walk five feet away from that. As a matter of fact, he wants you right in the middle of it. At some point, at some point, we're going to catch fire. I believe that. Nothing's impossible. <laughs> Come on. Some, somebody is going to get filled with the fire of heaven because they desire, they don't want to be in want because we can look at things that we want and we think we need, but they only fill a hole for a moment and then we need God again and then we go back to God, but why don't we just stay with him? Why don't we just stay with him? Why don't we just stay gazing at him? Why don't we just stay, stay talking with him? Why don't we just stay with him? Two things that we need to snap out of, and I'm done, almost. I do need my Bible. First, we need to snap out of our condition. <laughs> it's just real simple. It's not gonna be a, I'm not going to give you theological explanation of these two things. We need to come out of our condition. And we need to realize what's happening in us. And we need to realize what God's after. Right? Because I can preach till, you know, someone can be up here and they can preach their guts out. And God, and, you're, and there's all kinds of things going on in your mind right now. As I'm speaking, all kinds of things all over the room. I promise you, this is, this is spiritual 101. Right? Everyone's receiving this in a different way. The wires are, are you're all wired differently. It's the truth. And so you need to decide what God's speaking, even in these moments, right? But overall in your life, what's he after? 
and don't ignore it because <laughs> we put it off. How many put it off? I do. I put it off. And what is he after and what's he looking for inside of us? What does he want from you? There's something that he wants from you. And so whatever ha what's happening inside of us, he wants us to understand and get a revelation of that. Because you need true revelation of what's happening. What are you saying, God? How am I hearing you wrong? And what, what is it that I'm, I'm interpreting of you that may be not right? And that's not, I'm talking about this and don't overthink this. Because I don't want people in a whirlwind. Some people in this room could go in a all over the place, right? I don't want you to go there. I want you to really just ask the Lord, what are you after right now? And how do I, how do I just release it to you? And the other thing you need to snap out of and understand is our thinking. We need to snap out of our thinking of who God is. Becca said it already. She started it out. She primed the whole pump for me tonight. See that? <laughs> Just four minutes of words. The reality is, he wants you to see him properly. He wants you to see the truth of who he is. And he wants you to have grace under wraps and understand what that looks like. He wants you to have the love of God over, overtaking you to such a pla place that you, don't, you can't even understand what it is. It's good. You don't need to understand what it is. Just receive it. But there's places that God's trying to pull you into and you need to see him for who he is. He's a good God. And he never, look, he's got the robe for you and he's waiting for you. And he wants to bring you into a place where you, you all of a sudden illuminate and the light of God hits your body. And the light of God hits your mind. And the light of God is overtaking you. It was what I was talking about before. Stepping into the fire and the flames of who he is. Turn with me to Isaiah. Chapter 60 and I will land. I promise you. Isaiah 60. Go back, go back to the scripture too, right? Because all of a sudden this, all of a sudden we're going to snap out of it. <laughs> and this is what this, this parable speaks of. It says this, I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer, he doesn't want you to say that. <laughs> worthy to be called a son but he wants you to arise and go to your father because Isaiah 60 says this arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you and behold the darkness shall cover the earth and the deep darkness the people right there can be people all around you that have been eaten from the pig's swine from the place of the slop and all that 
But he says, that's not true about you. He said, but the Lord will rise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. And so tonight you need to receive something from heaven. And it can only come from Jesus. The Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Ready? Lift up your eyes all around and see. Because here's the problem. It's our sight and it's our spiritual sight. That we don't see and we don't understand who God created us to be. And there's a place where he's calling you and it's out of darkness into light. And I know everyone's been saved in this place because I don't see one person in here that might need to know the Lord. But if you do, repent now and be saved. And some of you, God might be speaking something right now in these moments. These are the things God is speaking to me right now. And I'm going to need Abby to help me. Because God's light and presence and power wants to come to you in a powerful way. And if it didn't come yesterday, he wants to come today. And if you were ignoring him last week, then he wants to get your attention this week to go into something more dynamic than you even thought. Because we don't need to have this understanding of God that clouds us from him bringing us into something much less than he's called you to. It's not just like have a happy life and happy wife and, you know, my family's great. And, and that's good. We want that. Are you hearing me? I'm, I take every blessing that I have in my life. But even beyond that, God wants to blow something up way beyond I can, what I can understand. Because his thoughts are not my thoughts. And your thoughts aren't God's thoughts. As a matter of fact, he wants to change your thinking. But the reality is, he's breaking something off of the church in these days. And it's being, it's the thing that we're walking outside of our created good. He created things that are already set apart for you. And if you don't take them, I will. <laughs> Take them. Rise up. Rise up and take them. Snap out of it. Any place where you got darkness, any place where you got residue from trauma in the past, stop it. Snap out of it. I know, it's really kind of direct, but it's, I know it's the heart of God tonight. That we don't live in, a, in an orphan mind, mindset. That we don't live out of a place where, no, I, I, I grew up in abuse. I'll always be abuse. No, you're setting up. Go back to this. An inheritance for your children's children. Whether you have kids now or not. There's something that's broken and, and rebirthed in legacy right now in these moments. So stand, Really. Something God wants to rebirth in legacy right now. We're snapping it. It's broken. See, when, I, when God comes and he wants to break something, you hear, snap. And so only in these moments, right? Because we have choices to make. We have places 
where God wants to come in. And I have to be honest with you, I'm in a place where I'm like, God, I feel like I'm in want. This is good, and I, I love what God's doing here. I do. But there is more. There is much more. And the oil that God wants to release in the region is ridiculous. And so he wants to release the light and the glory and the oil over your life in these moments. And nothing should stand in the way. Not one thing. So let's raise our hands. Just, let's just, Holy Spirit, we thank you tonight. I just thank you. Just, I just ask right now in these moments that anything that we're holding on to, God, anything that we're not even knowing that we're holding on to them, Lord, that you'd snap, that you'd break right now. Lord, lingering sickness and lingering injuries, Lord, snap and break them now. Places where we don't think like we're, we're, we're kings and, and queens and we're royalty. Father, break it now. Through proclamation, Lord, I just decree a thing that it be established in everyone in this place. Those who will receive will receive right now in these moments. Amen. And I feel it right in my gut right now. Right in my spirit, man. We break any spirit of poverty over this house in any place. It's all in our thinking. Break it now, God. I thank you that we live in this place where you're just snapping us out. Snapping us out. And again tonight, I just want to make this place an altar. That's always an altar. This place should be a landing place for God and you to meet God. So if God is touching you right now, maybe you feel like you need to come up, that's good. And people would just want to be sensitive in the room, right, as people come up and, and they're ministering before the Lord because that's what we need to do. I need to be that priest that's ministering before the Lord. And when he comes into my life, everything just begins to blow away. So God, everything in our spirit, God, Everything in our soul, God. Lord, we want to be with an undivided heart. Lord, I want to be focused on one thing. Lord, we ask that you just bring us into a place of complete surrender. That you pull away. You pull us away from all the swine thinking. All this thinking. That's toxic, Father. Just break it now. Snap it now. Break it.